The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast. Join us around the pit as we talk all things barbecue. Now here is your host, Johnny Mags. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire, it's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around a pit. What is going on, Chrissy? Hi, bud. How you doing? Ooh, we're doing good. We got yeah. doing good. Cannot complain. Even though it's cold outside. <laughs> cold. It's not cold. You got extra insulation. I used to, but I don't anymore. So now I get cold a lot. Well, happens. you should live in Australia, too. So Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> It used to be 120 on a yeah. regular day. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, all right. What's up, Matt Pereira, Chris Rosinski, Daddy Dutch? Pay up, sucker. <laughs> Pay up, sucker. How's on Detroit Lions treating you there, Dutch? Drop the mic on that one. He'll hang up. He'll start swearing, all types of stuff at me now. <laughs> anyway, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to have some fun. So today's episode is brought to you by Uncle Steve's Shake. You ever wonder why you, when your neighbor has a barbecue, there's a line of people tr- trying to get in. But when you have one, eh, not so much. Chris, you any clue why? I keep forgetting to get me some of that Uncle Steve's Shake. So they're using it and I'm not. That's right. Gosh. Uncle Steve's Shake. Incredible lines uses some of the finest ingredients in all his handmade shakes. He shakes them by hand, literally. Yeah. Literally. Gotcha. From his competition line to the original to the gator shake to the sweet dessert shake. And, oh, yes, don't forget the up-and-coming, extremely popular sauce with, sauce no, with name. no name. Uncle Steve has incredible customer service. Customer service. Are you having a stroke? I'm Are having okay? something here. <laughs> something I mean, no Uncle one panicked Steve, yet. We're if you that. call, you're getting Uncle Steve. Yeah. He will even call you if he has a question on your order. Mm-hmm. Just to make sure he doesn't screw it up and you get exactly what you're looking for. Yep. Check him out at UncleSteveShake.com. Also on his Facebook group, Uncle Steve's Shake Nation, for giveaways, the extra deals. And all that. Uncle Steve shakes. Shakes some on everything. everything. Also brought to you by Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether I'm barbecuing or not, I always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today, today, I am smoking the United Cigars, I believe, or Toro size. Apparently, this is a new one because they're usually box yes. pressed. Yeah, this, this is, is round. Spr- this is the round. Thanks to my friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. I get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. What do you say? <laughs> Nothing. You're lying. I just realized, is it, is it Kent's fault you were having a stroke there for a minute? It could have been. He's got me all. <laughs> He's like, I know it was you. <laughs> also brought to you by Backline smokers and backline fabrication. Ryan Newland is building some of the craziest one of pits coming out of Austin, Texas today, including my big rig, old Miss Mary. Miss Mary. Ryan is an artist when it comes to metal, metal fabrication. Mm-hmm. 
if you, whatever if you can think it, he can build it from a, just a regular backyard grill all the way up to a thousand gallon trailer smoker, including his Frankenstein multi tool kettle grill, Santa Maria, Argentine plancha, all in one beautiful vessel. Check them out at Backline Fab and Backline Smokers on all social medias. Backline Smokers, build what you want, not what you need. Also brought to you by Magna Chef Gloves and Freedom Gloves. Brother Alan Fonte knows a little something about fire management being a Miami-Dade firefighter. He has designed these gloves for your protection. The Magna Chef's 100% food-grade silicone patented magnetic clips for an easy on and off, heat rated up to 500 degrees, web fit for firm grip, one size fits all, dishwasher safe. But if the, the web fit isn't quite your style, he's got you covered with his Freedom Glove line, which is your standard five-finger neoprene glove, extra long gauntlet to protect the forearms. These, are, these Freedom Gloves are heat rated 932 degrees. I can literally hold my, my charcoal basket with the wood in it on fire and nothing. Hands get a little warm. A little warm. That's it. Huh. Move it to wherever I want, in, out, move. To, even even lit logs, reach in, grab it, hold it, move it around, put it back in. <laughs> no burns. And that's on video. <laughs> ah. Check them out at magnachef.com. That's M-A-G-N-E-C-H-E-F.com. And at checkout, use the code FREEDOMLIVES. That's Freedom Lives for 10% off your order. Magna Chef Gloves, Master the Fire. Freedom Gloves, take a stand, free your hands. Also brought to you by Custom Cutting Boards, RUS.com. Ian Hemming is building, producing what I can call the Yeti of cutting boards. Mm -hmm. These boards take an absolute Beating. beating. From the dishwasher board, which is your standard countertop board, to the massive brisket board, 18 by 36 inch board. It is, it, it, it makes a 24 pound turkey look like a chicken. It does. The, board's, the board is that big. Yep. Also, his new pizza board for the perfect slice every time. And the board's. Deep lip reservoir to catch all that juicy goodness so you don't miss any ajou coming out. The rubber grips on the bottom, so even on a wet surface, these boards will not slide on you. They are not going anywhere. Check them out at customcuttingboardsrus.com. That is the letter rus.com. Big Kano, what's up? Junior, what's happening? Chapin, what's up, brother? Ken Smith, what's happening? How's everything in Tennessee? So, we're going to have some fun today. Yeah. I have known about known this gentleman shit since, pretty much since the show started. Wow. And I started getting into a lot of groups. And one of the groups I joined was his, the Weber Kettleheads. And just... A cool guy. Loves out there hitting the Weber performer. Mm -hmm. 
Got old blue going. Got the blue kettle. The blue kettle. I am still in search of a blue one. I got the copper. I got the traditional black. But the blue, the elusive blue. He sits there doing his thing. Got the music going. Got the dogs. Beautiful husky. Great. So he reached out to me on New Year's Eve and said, yo, can we do something? I go, Chris, absolutely. Let's get the date set. And we did. So without any further ado, let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Web of Kettleheads, please welcome Chris Sandor. What's up, brother? Not a whole lot. Just uh, calming my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, brother, it's just, just me and you talking some grilling. Easy. I've been on other panels and stuff like that and before, but just not not your level. <laughs> I mean, like I was looking at some of your. I, I had to go through and watch some, uh, pre-watch some or watch some old videos to make sure I wasn't getting like put on a Howard Stern show. I'm gonna get no, <laughs> no, no, hell no, hell no, brother. Just joking. Max, Mad Max, what's up, brother? Calling you out. Uh, so, Chris, tell me and tell everybody a little bit. About yourself, what do you what do you do for a living? Uh, you um, know, family, dogs, all that good stuff. Who basically? Uh, who is Chris Sandor? I'm a pretty simple guy. Um, I have a fiance. I was previously married, um, divorced. I am uh, engaged to uh, my fiance Lydia, which you'll see in like some of our videos and stuff like that. She's into grilling just as much as I am. Uh, I like the bike ride. I don't get to as much as I used to. Work's super busy. Um, I like to just sit outside, chill, listen to music, drink some beers, fire up a grill, and sit back and have a good time. I've been a, I'm a uh, for my profession. I'm a I'm a baker. I've been a baker for 35 years. Oh, okay. And uh, Lydia gets mad at me because I I don't bring the baking home with me. <laughs> the only thing we bake here is the only thing I'll make here is pretty much our pizza crust and that's it. You come home smelling like a bakery, but nothing to show for it. My, when I, we had two dogs for a little while. We just had to put one down a few months ago. Oh, sorry and, to um, hear that. Yeah, she was a good dog. Um, and people see them in some of our videos and our pictures if they follow us and they're on a kettlehead. But um, I come home and if I forget to clean my shoes off while I'm at work, because sometimes I just want to get out. I'll come home and both, one dog would have one shoe licking the flour and the sugar <laughs> and all that. <laughs> I had to take it from him. But yeah, it's pretty much simple thing. I mean, uh, pardon my, that's my husky. She's going to bark at it. She don't like when we're sitting around relaxing. Ah, uh-huh, you got to be doing something. Got to be doing something or she's got to have attention. Nice, nice. So you said you're a baker. So you've always had that food bug in you, I'd say? Um, well, I always tell, cause I'm really close. Like my bakery has been around for 90 years that I'm, that I work for. And I've worked for these guys for 35 years, the same company. It's the only job I ever had. Okay. I started when I was 17 and, um, I learned from a guy who was actually ended up, didn't know it was one of my dad's friends that he was in Vietnam with and went to high school with. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. They were, you know, they graduated together and, and whatnot. And he just one day asked me, is your dad's name Jeff? And I said, yeah. He's like, I went to school with them. We were drafted together. I mean, they didn't. They were they were there at the same time. They weren't there together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I was taught by him. Like you learn, you walk in the door, and they tell you, um, "You're going to learn how to fry donuts." Okay. 
don't wear anything good because you're going to get greasy. And we have a big, pretty big donut production. We, we don't just bake for our bakery. We bake for like uh, four or five other bakeries too. Oh, okay. So it's not just us. So we, we like, if we were just us, we would just, my job would be a lot easier. But uh, everything I make, I got to make in quadruples. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, for each store. So um, it's a it's a job, man. It's it's a lot of work. But yeah, I leave it at home, and Lydia wants to bake at home, and she's she's a great cook. She's into <laughs> grilling as much as I am. Yeah. So so you're saying the last thing you want to do when you when you get home is bake something? Yeah, unless we're having a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that that's like me being me being a mailman by trade. The last thing I want to do when I get home is go for a walk. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go for a walk or check the mailbox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so yeah, when did um when did uh when did the love for, for grilling start with you? Um when I was like fourteen or fifteen I would grill with my dad. And um uh he passed away a few years ago, but um I had his. I I wouldn't grill as much as I did until I started kettleheads. And before, I, well, I didn't start it myself. I started with Brock. Um, but uh, he had his kettle sitting on the side of the grill or side of the shed. And it was an old redhead, and I'm like, you know, I want to get back into it. I was never out of it. I just didn't grill as often as I did. Mm-hmm. And I pulled that grill out, and I'm like, all right. Well, it hadn't been that one hadn't been used in years, and I took the cover off, and it was in better condition inside than the ones I currently use. <laughs> but um, then I restored it, just put some wood handles and stuff on it, and that kind of stuff, and then put some new sweeps in, and that was about it. And she was ready to go, and um, I would grill with him, and then I would sit on the deck at their house, and you know, my dad. I know all of our parents let us have a little a beer here or there or whatever. He'd let me sit down and have a beer with him, and he would just talk to me about life and and stuff like that. And then I like I got really into like when I was little about Vietnam. Mm. I I know a lot about Vietnam that a lot of people don't know because I got to talk to somebody who actually experienced it. Yeah, and uh, it became like something I was into. I um, would do the we, that was our thing. We would sit down to you talk to me about not just about that, but. That was one of the big things because it got my interest. Yeah, yeah. You know, just everything about uh, about war and all that kind of stuff. So that got me into, it. and then I just when we when kettleheads became a thing. Prior to that, I joined a couple. Other, I was nervous. I didn't want to post my food up and stuff like that because I didn't want. I was new to social media at that time, and you know, no one likes criticism, but. Um, I can remember the first thing I ever posted in one of the groups and the guy who commented on it was being sarcastic. He's one of my moderators. His name is Martin. We call him a tin man. And he, his comment, pardon my French. He's like, he, he meant to put uh dickhead, but it came up duckhead. The <laughs> Cause they would get mad at me. Cause I was at four o'clock in the morning. Who's up grilling food and drinking beer and listening to music, you know? Yeah. Everybody, everybody thought I was retired. And I'm like, no, I just got off work. I just got, got off work. Back. Yeah, you know, they'll eat when they wake up. I'm gonna eat and I'm going to bed. And then me and him became really good friends, and that's why, like, if you ever see on one of my videos, I have a sticker on it that says the original Duckhead. Yeah, it was a it was a typing error, and then I was like, how do I respond to that? 
And then I responded back at him, just joking around, and we started messaging, and we became friends. And then um, in that same exact group, I met Brock, um, I met Nathan, I met all my mods and other people that are in Kettleheads, but um, we all became friends, and they were moderators in this group, and they were able to like, hey, are you going to grill in the morning? Because not many people are up at 4 o'clock in the morning to approve a post, you know? Yeah. And they would just get a hold of me the night before and say, are you grilling? Yeah. I'll be looking for your posts, put it up. And then Brock actually only lives like um, two hours from me. So I've been able to hang out with him and grill out of his house. And he's come over here just to shoot the shit and whatnot. Oh, that's cool. So, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so funny where, you know, social media has gone and gotten to, uh, you know, as far as, you know, what we do. You know, in particular, you know, the the food groups being a grilling or smoking or, you know, the competition type stuff or, you know, but there's, there's just so much. I've learned so much from it. And, um, <clears throat> you know, excuse me. Um, you know, when I started, it was all, it was always grilling stuff on, you know, the family gasser, you know, whatever, whatever we had and, you know. Grilling steaks and steak tips, burgers, dogs, things like that. You know, then I uh, got into everything with um, with barbecue pitmasters, and had you know sitting around watching that on the couch, having a couple beers, and you know, then the old famous, "Hey, I can do that," <laughs> and you know, got started with it. So next thing you know, it was. You know, I got myself a uh, smoker, went out, got myself a uh, Weber kettle, and that led to two Weber kettles, and that led to three, and, you know, the the addiction was going, going from there. But, you know, that, that first time is like, okay, I've only used the gasser. So here you are looking at my first kettle going, okay, how the hell am I going to, I know the char- I got the charcoal in here. You know, and then you start hearing people, oh, you know, a vortex or a snake method and hot and cold side. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. There is more to this than it's, it leads science. out to. This is, <laughs> this is right up my alley, yeah. you know. And then, you know, then, like I said, the, the social medias really started taking off. And like I said, one of the first groups... I found was the Kettleheads, and I joined, and, you know, looking at your stuff and everybody's, and, okay, cool, I, okay, I see what he's doing there, and, you know, and, and, and I'm one to, like, take a picture and really dissect it, so mm-hmm. you could have a, 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 a steak on there, I'm looking past the steak. I'm looking at your your charcoal configuration. Are you using baskets or are you not using baskets? Is it on this side? Is it there? You know, just all that little details of just that, of constantly wanting to learn. You know, and it's, you know, I my hat's off to you guys for everything you built with Weber Kettleheads. You know, it's one of the most popular kettle groups out there. And, you know, you guys do a fantastic job with it. Like I said, it's been shit going on. It'll be technically five years going into this summer since, mm-hmm. I, since I've since i been involved. And, 
Yeah, you were with us since day one. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty right, right around there. And then I remember you sending me a friend request. And, yeah. And, um, and then when you started your, uh, I wasn't like when you sent me like to join your YouTube. Uh, I wasn't into you. I didn't really follow YouTube. I was just still getting my feet wet with Facebook. Yeah. Not just get my get my feet wet with groups in Facebook. You know, I've been on Facebook for you know for a long for a long while, but I just wasn't. I didn't like the constructive criticism and stuff like that, and you know, sometimes, and then you you live and you learn. And one of my best best things about Kettleheads is I I have I mean you, when you get people that just come in and ask questions, that's the best thing. Yeah, I mean like anybody you know after thirty and and the thing about it, we have a good mix of people of beginners you know and and we'll call them pros and they're all helpful and everybody has a different way to get the same end result and that's that's a cool thing and then you see like months down the road you're sitting there just be like okay this guy just started and he's already picked it up and he's answering questions now you know he's answering people's new questions and stuff like that yeah so that's like really that's that's the fun part about it yeah, the the one one question or one comment spurs the whole entire conversation. And, and, next- I, and I still learn. I learned from Brock when when I when I was grilling back in the day. I I used you know um I didn't use a meat thermometer. I didn't have a slow and sear. I didn't have any of that kind of stuff. A grill grates, anything like that. You know, um, I just had the basic tar- charcoal grill, and then just went by touch. Yeah, you know, blood's coming out. Flip it, give it a few minutes, and, and sear it, and boom, you're done. Yeah, and then I get lucky every time. I guess it's called luck. I mean, you do it long enough, it's like riding a bike. Oh you know, yeah, you just figure it out. And um, then he got me and get this, get that, get this, get that before we were getting kettle huts together. And I was buying all this stuff, and I'm like, do I really need this? And then I use it, and I'm like, I'm a big supporter of the slow ones here. I love it. Oh yeah, they're great. I love it. I can't. I don't grill without one. You know, I mean, we've got like four or five of them, and Lydia has hers in her grill. I have mine in my grill. I got one in the twenty six. I got one in the Jumbo Joe. Got a couple more in a, in a couple other spare grills. All right, all right. my favorite. Because <laughs> that 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 was my next question was, you know, with 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 the Webbers and the in the kettles, especially, you know, it can come to to quite the collection. You know, what do you, uh, what do you have in your collection? You know, like I see, I've always, I've always seen the, your blue performer. Yeah. My crimson. I have the, uh, I don't have a big collection. I just have, um, I don't, I don't really collect like my oldest grill I have is a, is the 89 redhead. That was my dad's. And then I did, he had also had the, the original black, which he used more often than not. And then, um, I just have the two performers, the red and the crimson and the blue. I have a 26er. Um, I have a copper. I have a spring green 22, the smoke 22. Um, I had an ivory, but I gifted it to a good friend of mine when he came out to visit from New York. Oh, cool. Um, I have uh, the deep ocean blue. Um, I think that's it. We downsized a little bit. I'm trying to talk Lydia and let me get a um, downsize so I can get a summit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's on the that's on the agenda for this summer. <laughs> Sometimes it's so. easier to b- ask for forgiveness than it is permission. 
No, you know what? She's never once questioned any grill per you know purchase. Like she goes online and finds spices for us to try. Yeah. Like I mean, her favorite. She's like, hey, I don't even have to ask. She'll so she'd be like, she'll go in the cabinet. Her favorite, one of her favorite seasonings is the Jack Daniel steak seasoning, and she'll yeah. order it up. And I'll be like, what's coming in the mail? She's like, oh, I ordered. Uh, we were low on this seasoning, so I got it. She likes Cosmos seasonings, and you know, she, I don't even have to check. They'll be in there the next day, you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, I never had she. When I got her her grill originally, she, she the hardest color is fine is blue, right? <clears throat> One of the hardest colors back then. Um, and the only way you get the blue performer was the crate and barrel. I had someone I knew that could get it. I trade it, and I got it. And the next day she comes over. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on the deck putting her grill together. She's like, uh, you found one? I'm like, yeah. She's like, it only took you a day. I'm like. Yeah, and uh, put it together, and she's like, "I picked blue because I figured you couldn't get it." <laughs> it Challenge accepted. accepted. <laughs> and defeated. Oh, and, that's and awesome! That's awesome, Uncle Steve. What's happening, Robert Rocha? What's going on, brother? So smoking good a show. Welcome, brother. Thanks for tuning in. So, how? T- tell me about. The birth of Weber Kettleheads. How did the idea come about? You know, did you know to start to create it? When um, this would be a little longer drawn on answer, but uh, that's fine. Um, like I was explaining a little bit earlier when I was in that other group, um, it got that group got kind of bad, like as far as negativity. I mean, I used to have people in there, like I. When I would do my, like, people would post a, a post in there and say, I'm grilling a steak tonight. Okay, well, I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, let me see that steak. Yeah. Take a picture of it. So I started posting pictures of just my food, and then I go, like, you know what? Who doesn't drink beer when they when they grill or something? So I take a picture of my beer and my food, and then I'm like, you know what? Hell, why can't I do a video and play some music? And um, I was doing that, and then I, it got to be like people were starting to get negative. I mean, I was getting a lot of like I get people that would message me asking me, um, "Did you grill this morning? I didn't see your posts." And I get more people that be like, "Hey, how's that beer?" You know, just tons of different questions. And and Brock and I were always in communication. Nathan and uh, another one of my mods, Scott. He, um, we were just me and Brock talks. Brock, Brock's like, "Hey, start a group." Okay. And I just wasn't, I, I didn't know. And then one day, the week before, two days before Christmas, five years ago, he's like, I'm starting a group. Get ready. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he started the page and we just went from there. And then we got, a, um, like I said, I could take my hat off. My mods make the group, the members make the group what it is. My mods keep it the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Our, our mods. And they do a great job. You know, we, for a little while there, we wouldn't kick people out, but then, you know, What's the way to get someone's attention? If you're negative and you're cussing at somebody, just pull the plug on them. You That's know? it. That's yep. how it is. You know, zero tolerance. And, but we started it, and um, it just grew. And we don't, we're not about wanting to have to get 100,000 people, 50,000 people. To me, the smaller, the better. Uh, you know, this, you have a tighter-knit group. You can pay more attention. And mm-hmm. one of the keys to it also is just making sure that you're active in it. If people see someone who, who's a moderator, very active in it, they, you know, like, hey, okay, cool. You know, this group's not going to be neglected. It's not going to come, you know, hopefully not a bad group. 
and whatnot. Yeah. But um, it was me and Brock talked about it on the phone one day, and uh, this finally came to fruition. He had the, he had the logo and everything already ready to go prior to that. So he's like, I got a logo. Let's go. Yeah. He just he hit send and boom, it was off and running. Off and running. And a lot of people followed me, him, uh, my mods from other groups, you know, and it grew real fast. It started growing real fast and it slowed down, which I'm okay with. I, yeah. I mean, I, I can see our numbers and we're up there right around with people that have 40, 50,000 members, you know? Oh, yeah. So we're, but it's a fun. Oh, for me. sure. And like I said, the, the, the time consuming. Oh, oh, definitely. At first, now, now it pretty much runs itself, you know? Um, well, we, we're not pre-approved, so you got to be approved to get, you know, to get your post through. And, um, but other than that, it pretty much runs itself. Yeah. And it, you said that the, the, the logo is, it, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't like the stars and stripes? The stars right? and stripes as the top of the kettle, as the kettle lid. It, it's just a great one. And, it, and, you know, I am proud to say that in my, my, my setup in my garage, I got mm-hmm. my, my side-by-side toolboxes with all my, you know, tools and stuff in one, then rubs in the other. Then I got the, the hanging cabinets, and on mm-hmm. the, I got the, the stickers all over them. And, and then mm-hmm. the, the first one right in the middle it is, is the kettle heads, the oval kettle head sticker, you know. <laughs> so you, kettle head is well represented, center stage. Thank you, know. you very much. But, you mm-hmm. know, like we appreciate it. You know, like I said, it's – Everything you guys are doing with it, it is phenomenal, and especially with the kettle. Now, other than, you know, you were saying the, the memories of, you know, you growing up grilling with your dad, you know, with his, with the, with his kettles, is, is that the reason you stayed with kettles instead of going somewhere else? Um. Yeah. Um. Yes and no. I mean, other than just the flavor and, and yeah. you know, the food taste when it comes up, but um, I really wasn't into smoking meats and stuff until like I started talking to Brock and stuff, and then he's like, "God, oh, get a Weber Smoky Mountain." I'm like, all right. Well, in my yard, I had covered up a Brinkman for it was my dad's. It was covered up, but um, it was still good. But I didn't go that ride. I, you know, I did the Weber Smoky Mountain. And we're not like here. I'm not like into the big f- smoke flavor. Uh huh. You know, if I'm smoking something, it's, it's it's gonna be a mild, you know, flavor. But um, it just um, other than like the flavor for the cover the food coming off the kettle, and then I just like the setups and, and like that. You know, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You know, once you get it down, you know, you can't. You know, it's it's basically like working. You know, using your oven without knobs. You know what I mean? You don't turn it up. You can't. You, you gotta. You gotta find that heat, that temperature you want. It's kind of like more of a. And we don't like, for example. I mean, we don't. Only things we really smoke around here are are, are pork butts because uh, Lydia and her family make tamales, homemade tamales. So oh. I'll smoke pork butt, or they'll do them in the house. You know, whichever we'll do both. Yeah. And they make homemade tamales, and that's their thing. And um. And uh, I turn that light on. 
a little brighter. There you go. Uh, but uh, yeah, just and ribs. That's pretty much chuck roast. That's about it. But I can do that on my my twenty sixer. You know. Yeah. I mean that's that's Weber's pretty much most versatile grill right there. Oh, oh, a hundred hundred percent. That the the Weber kettle itself is you know is by in in at least in in my opinion hands down is the most versatile grill on the market today and pretty much has always been. <clears throat> you know because well, you. Well, I will give a shout out if you don't mind real quick to Dave Parrish at Slow and Theory. He's got a yeah. pretty nice grill. That's a really nice grill. It's got it's got all the mods on it that you'd want to put on your Weber kettle. Yeah. You yeah. know, I have one. He sent me one and I got it together. I haven't I haven't been able to really use it yet. But I mean, it's got all the mods on it that you can you'd want to put on your Weber. Mm-hmm. You know? He's got great he's got good products. Oh for oh for sure. You know, Dave's a great guy. And mm-hmm. but but that 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 whole shape just allows you so much. Oh yeah. You know, you can go straight over over the coals or you can offset it, you know, the the snake method, you know, on on all my rigs, you know, between the my, my the grills and the smoke is how you just you just brought up uh pork butts, you know. Yeah. I even still with the the smokers I have, the be- the best ones I've ever done were on the kettle. Oh yeah, you know with yeah. with the snake method, just let it roll, you know, because you can get a good eight hours on um on the on the snake method right around. Uh-huh. So it's just the the flavor. What? Hi everybody. I just, I don't know why my name is just going boom 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 boom. Sorry to interrupt. I just started laughing. You didn't have. Oh, okay. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, what did I do? All of a sudden, everyone's like, hi, Chrissy. I'm like, what am I missing? We're talking kettles here. I know. That's why I was laughing. I'm like, well, how did I come into the chat room? Sorry, everybody. Continue. Uh, You know, but but yeah, the best pork butts I've ever done was straight on the kettle. And it's, um, it's one, it's a very forgiving meat because of the the fat content. But, you know, just that nice slow burn you get on, on on the snake method. It's it cooks itself, really. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. once you have that temperature dialed in, it'll sit yep. there for days. And you wait for that stall, and then when the stall gets there, you wait yeah. to get through it. <laughs> you know, other than that, it's it's pretty much set it and forget it. Yeah, as long well, as you can get it dialed in, you know. And then you got to factor in the weather. And I'm like, I'm in the Midwest, so. I live like five minutes from Lake Michigan. If the wind's coming off the lake mm-hmm. and it's snowing or whatever, we can get tons of snow or we're going to get, it's going to be cold, you know? But for the most part, I mean, I've never done a snake method. I've always used a slow and sear. Yeah. I've got, I've got a thousand of my 26 er I know where to set my settings and, and everything, you know? So I could just throw it in there and start to put a starter cube in the corner and let it burn. Oh, a hundred percent. Very seldom, not very often. Sometimes you get, Oh, dog got loose in the yard. She's gonna be out there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> she won't come in. Oh yeah, but it, it, it's just like I said. It, it, it's just one of the greatest grills out there. And like I said, whenever I found that you had the the, the Weber Kettleheads group, I'm like, oh, let's go. You know, and it, it's everything there. So what are what are some of the craziest things you've ever cooked? Crazy things I ever cooked. Um. I don't get too crazy um, or like 
Lydia does like when we do soups and stuff like that. Some you know not normal soups. And she does all those. And but the, the craziest thing I ever cooked. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, um, bacon wrapped pickles. I like I seen it one day on a, um on a video, and I took it and did it on kettleheads, and everybody's like, oh, that can't be good. And then. Everybody started trying it. It became a little crazy. I I mean, I didn't come up with that idea. I see it somewhere else. Gave credit there, and then people were like, "No, that can't be too good." I'm like, "Try it. You'll like it." You know? Oh yeah. uh, You know that sweet. I mean, I do. We cook everything. Like we cook five days a week on a kettle. There'll be like Sundays, you know, because I do it early because I work. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I'm not except for on Saturdays. You know, that's normal dinner time. You know, but um, I, I not really anything crazy. But like the most like not normal thing would I guess would just be bacon wrapped pickles and yeah. uh, like stuffing some like poblano peppers and stuff like that stuff that you don't see all the time. Yeah, but nothing really major like that. All right, so we've all been grilling for years on end. So there has to be ultimate successes, and there's always at least one ultimate fail, and there's usually yeah, a hell of I a story it. that goes with that fail. So what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear my epic fail? Yeah. Um, Lydia and I knew each other through high school. We've known each other since, since high school, and um, she had moved to texas and we didn't talk at that time then we, we started talking through facebook and then she moved back here and she was she was a nurse in the hospital that my mom was in so she um became good friends with my mom i didn't know this though at the time and then she had messaged me say hey you know um i'm your mom's nurse and i'm like okay i didn't know that you know so it was kind of cool with that and then she comes over for the first time and um, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this up real good. I got like two, three pound T-bones and baked potatoes and everything. And we're outside listening to music, food's grilling. We came in like, okay, I, I got to like, the steaks were at like 90, 90 degrees indirect. Mm-hmm. So I come in, we come in the house, we put on some music, we have a beer. And she's like, like a half an hour later, it's like, um, I go, no, I go, Hey, um, we might be ordering a pizza tonight. And she's like, why? I'm like, because the steaks are still on the grill. And I go out there, and they were they were edible, but they weren't burnt because they were on the indirect side, but they just weren't the likings that we liked. Yeah. So it was funny. Oh, it, 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 it I mean, happens. I, I mean, I've had other ones also, just like you forget about it. Something's on there. And I'm like, that's why you see me by – it's easier for me to grill a two-inch steak – than a little one, you know. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna fire up. I, I would, but I'm not gonna fire up a grill and put it on there. Blood comes up, sear it, boom, you're done. You know, I wanna, I wanna have a, I wanna be able to at least have two beers while my food's cooking. There you go. Stand it. You know, I like it. I like it. You know, you get your rules and you while. stand by there. But uh, we we got a question in here from uh, Mr. Andy Turner. Oh, Chris, geez, what's what's your favorite kettle? My favorite kettle, my favorite kettle is my Deep Ocean Blue, color-wise. The 
our deep ocean blue. And there's a story behind that also. And um, Lydia and I are getting married, and one day we're sitting in the house and knock on the door. The FedEx guy comes and knocks on the You know, I answer it. There's a grill sitting on the front porch. It was, and I, Andy Turner's up. I met him. He's he's one of our mods, and um, I became really good, good, good friends with him. Like we talk on a regular basis, and um, he sent us a grill for a wedding anniversary, or wedding, oh, or, or uh, a wedding present. present. That's awesome. Yeah, it was just it was, you know, and you know we 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 like we'll just randomly send stuff to each other here or there or whatever it may be, and um, that was that's. One of that's we don't use it as often as we do as we should. We kind of keep it. We're getting some custom hand, handles made and stuff for it. That's all we're gonna update, you know, upgrade it. But um, it's it's one of my favorites. Oh, that's awesome! That is awesome. I mean, like the ultimate, like my dad's grill, but I keep yeah. that. That's that's totally separate from everything. Else. Oh yeah, yeah. As far you know, that nothing could take it. Nothing could put a you know, you know candle to that. But um. Yeah, it's, that's my favorite grill. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, that, that that's one of the other things that we all have it. All have that favorite one. You know, we, we, with me, it's, uh, I don't even know what it is. We, we call it, uh, we, we call it a Cheba, a cheap Weba. Uh-huh. You know, it was the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the little, the little Smokey Joe style, uh, Quizanot. Yeah. Quizanot. My wife had found it at like Home Goods or something. You know, uh-huh. turquoise color, but that's the grill I taught my son wanted to learn on. Uh-huh. He wanted to learn how to grill. So he was too short to hit the regular kettle, you know, so we went there. So, you know, that's one's was one of my favorites just because that was the first one he ever got to cook on. Yeah, you know, it has that, yeah, that sentimental value. But, yeah. oh, man, that is awesome, brother. That is awesome, but br- brother, like I said, it's just two guys talking grilling, and the friggin' time goes quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It goes quick. But Chris, man, I thank you so much for you know reaching out, and we got this going. It was thank you for taking the time to join me. You know, talk Weber, talk kettleheads, and everything today. Um, where can everybody find you social media wise? Social media wise, just face on Facebook for the most part. I mean, I, I, at one point, I want to start a, I want to start a Kettleheads YouTube page. Just and they're not, and just where all my mods and everybody has access to it, to where they can just put their stuff up on there and just, you know, maybe not like do an interview show, just do like a video live yep. or something. Just get there and grilling and chilling and chatting with somebody or whatever it is that everybody chat. Uh, I'm just pretty much just on on Facebook. Okay. I mean, that's my main thing. I, I have Instagram, but we have Instagram Kettleheads, but it's ran by a friend of mine. Um, I don't know. I'm really not on Instagram too often. Every every blue moon, you'll see me post something. Um, that's pretty much about it, just on, on Facebook. All right. All right. Oh, I do have one last question for you. Oh. You know, because I, I, I know you, you enjoy, enjoy your beers, uh-huh. and you're always trying new things. If I was to go to my local liquor store right now, give me something to try. Give you something to try. See, 
craft beer wise, yeah, that's a hard question for me to answer only okay. because you may you don't have the same beers available to you as I do. But if you want something that I know is probably readily available to you, um, it should be it should be on your shelves. Um, a lot of people ask me what beer should I start out with. Well, that's, a, that's another hard question because I like really hoppy beers. I like beers that make you know just are so hot. I'm like I don't drink a beer that's 100 percent hot, you know, uh, IBUs, and that just um, like instant like cotton mouth and everything. And you're, um, but those are my favorite beers. But if you wanted to take care, grab something off the shelf, I would say a Bell's Too Hard and Ale. Bell's Too Hot and yeah, Ale. I started out on this this. Three Floyd's Alpha King. That's my. That's the first craft beer I ever had, like eight years ago. Uh, my friend got me started on. I couldn't drink it because I just didn't like the bitterness, and then that just grows on you. Yeah. So like, you can't just drink one of those beers. You got to try it a couple times, burn your chest buds in, and, you, and you're good to go. You know. But yeah, Bell's Two Hearted Ales is a good beer to start for people to start. It's got a little bitter hoppiness to it, but it's um, it's a good solid beer. Awesome. Because I got like I live five minutes from Three Floyd's. Okay. And that's a pretty popular brewery and people request beers from them. But yeah, I'd go with that. Cool. Oh, Dan, you're going to make me butcher your last name. Kinch? K I N C H? He says you need to chug one. He's got to go to work. But it works at eight o'clock. I had my one to call my nerves. I'm taking a nap. But awesome, brother Chris, man. Like I said, thank you. Appreciate you taking time to join me today, man. I appreciate uh, pre- it. Thank you for letting me come on. Um, was fun. Oh, for sure. Keep up. Keep doing the great work you're doing with Kettleheads, and uh, can't wait to see what you cook next, brother. Uh, that'll be Saturday. <laughs> All right, I'll be looking. <laughs> Actually, before then, probably Thursday. All right. We'll we'll keep an eye out, brother. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, thank you. All right, brother. Take care. Awesome, Chrissy. Yeah. Yeah, such a great group. You know, it's all Weber. There's always people looking to help each other out in it. It really is awesome, for sure. That's it. That's it. That's it. It goes quick, man. It does. Especially when it goes quick. It looks like there's something about to kick off in the room. So oh, they're going to throw my oh, fat ass out of here any second now. Oh, over there, yeah. <laughs> Annual staff meeting at the cigar Aha. Uh-huh. So yeah. definitely got to go. It's going to get real smoky in here real quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for this week, folks. I'd like to thank you for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button notification bell. You have it right there at your fingertips. Social media, find it at all the links listed down below. <coughs> Questions or comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. Like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. Next week, we damn got? it, it's gone the wrong way. Know, what are you doing? I'm having issues, apparently. Right? Yeah. Matt Pereira. Ooh. Matt's Backyard Barbecue. Nice. <coughs> right. So that's going to be Fun hit getting into the local guys. So we're gonna have a good old time next week. But until next week, keep the smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.